Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Bonusode 2 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes. We're back doing another one of these a little bit quicker than you might have thought. Really? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Oh my god. Right. Is this becoming a habit? Is this becoming a regular thing? We're not going to be doing three a week. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> habitually, no. We're, we're going to do the bonus odes when we think that there's something that's worth really digging into that's happened. Cool. Uh, this past week, we saw the lineup announcement for Celluloid Screams in Sheffield. Yes. And this is um, a great festival. Yeah, it's one of my favourite festivals anywhere. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's it really is something else. And the lineup's been, I think, progressively getting better and better mm-hmm. um, as years have gone on. This year is no exception. And when the lineup got announced, we kind of figured that it was too good to turn down in terms of both going and um, <laughs> uh, taking a little yeah. taking a little bit of time to talk about everything that's made it to the lineup this year because it really is. Uh, it's a really else. strong lineup. Really, really strong lineup. So for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Satellite Screams this year takes place uh, between the 18th and 21st of October at the Showroom Cinema in Sheffield. Yep, and this year is the 10th year of celluloid screams yeah and in kind of celebration of that they've added the thursday evening uh yeah, historically it's a two and a half day festival friday evening and saturday and sunday correct yep mm-hmm. previously you've seen things there like uh the uk premiere of raw was yep. there mm-hmm. um i believe the, uh, it's the uk premiere of the witch i believe mm-hmm. um things like abc's a death too yeah they had stuff like what we do in the shadows there um they had the editor, they've had all sorts of stuff there. Yeah, does um does a very good job of being ahead of the curve. It does, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I say, this year is no different. The lineup is absolutely phenomenal. So I think that we should just maybe just have a little bit of a chat about all the things that have made it on here. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit a bit of everything, and yeah, some stuff that we might have talked about before, some stuff that we certainly haven't talked about before, some stuff that's an absolute coup for the festival to have gotten. Definitely. Um. So yeah, let's just dive in with a, on the Thursday opening gala straight out the gate. Chow Boys. New short film from Astron Six. Yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to this. Ah, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I we've discussed Astron Six in the show before. I absolutely love them. It's kind of western set in the snow. I guess kind of like a hateful eight type thing. Yeah, uh, okay. is what I'm gathering. But it's sure to be nonsense the way their stuff usually is. It's sure to be gory the way their stuff usually is. And I can't wait. Yeah, I really I, it's can't a, wait. it sounds like a really great way to open the festival. Yep, for sure. And their opening film. Yeah, yeah, their opening film is one that I've been waiting to see for quite a while. I think a few of us have, yeah. Yeah, it's Panos Kosmatos's Mandy. Starring Nicolas Cage Starring and Andrea Riseborough. Yeah, the wild man of movies himself, Nicolas Cage. Now, people have been talking about Nicolas Cage over the last couple of years about his performance getting crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently in Mom and Dad, which I still, have, which I still haven't <laughs> yeah, seen. I've seen it. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? People are talking about this like it's a game-changingly crazy Nicolas Cage performance. Yeah. Just to be aside quickly, Panos yeah. Cosmatos is George Cosmatos of Leviathan fame's son. Ah, there you go. 
Excellent. Just thought of the day, like you know that there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a, a nice little tie-in. So uh, yeah, they're talking about it like it's like it's truly insane and one of the maddest things he's done in a long time. Uh, it's a revenge story, right? Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage plays a character called Red Miller who uh, hunts down a religious sect to murder his wife. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that sounds excellent. <laughs> The trailer's out there now. It's it looks pretty fucking wild. Trailer's bonkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. No, I, um, I I've been looking forward to this one. Um, I was it was on my kind of wish list for celluloid. So um, happy to see it there. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm and great that it's the the opening film because I really feel that it's it's one that's going to set the tone for the rest of the festival. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, now. Uh, got a real big one here. Midnight. And I've got a bit of a, a horse in this race, I suppose. Um, and so much as Mannequins, the short film that I produced that had its world premiere at Fright Fest, will be opening for the Midnight film, which is Halloween 2018. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, preview screening. The first chance that a regular UK audience will have to see uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween. Yeah, I cannot fucking wait. And I'm so proud of Dave and so chuffed for Dave that Mannequins is opening for this. This uh, massive. really is incredible. O- alongside the short 336 as well as also shown there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, c- I can't wait to see this. I, c- I, couldn't, like, I couldn't believe it when I saw on the lineup announcement the Myers mask. Yeah, in the image. right away, uh, I was like, "Oh, well done." Yeah, That's, uh, that is quite a get. Um, but yeah, so there's, I mean, there's nothing to say about Halloween 2018 that we haven't already said. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to I see. We it. talked about it on the minisode the other day. Um, certainly, kind of initial feedback out of TIFF where it had its premiere and at the weekend yeah. has been pretty strong. Yeah. So uh, um, we've yeah, talk, we've talked about it with Preston. We talked about it when the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, this is this is on everyone's. This is this is everyone's big film. Yeah, year. I think this is going to be. This is really the hot ticket, I would say, of the whole festival. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree with that. I don't um, think that. There's there's any disputing that at all. No. Um, but, but no, I'm not, I'm, Superb. can't wait for that. And like I say, totally chuffed to bits for Dave that uh, Mannequins is opening for, for this film. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, Celluloid Screams, they tend to show shots before the films rather than like at Fright Fest where they do shots blocks. I personally prefer shots running with features like yeah, this. Me uh, it suits me way more. Yeah. Um, I think that it makes screenings feel more like events. Yeah. I think I'm more likely to engage with shorts when I see them in that kind of way. Uh, and yeah. you're actually getting to see the shorts though, because you have to make a conscious effort to go out at Fright Fest to go and see shorts blocks. Yeah, which I often don't mind doing, but I do think that I've run, I've run them with features suits me way better. Yeah, definitely. And as far as I'm concerned, having historically played at Celluloid Screams myself with some of my stuff, I think that Rob and the guys do an absolutely great job of programming the shots to match the film. Uh, cool. I always think they're really complimentary and they work really, really well. I think Mannequins is one that's going to go down pretty well with Halloween, I think. Excellent. But um, yeah, that's that, that was the big talking point, I think, or one of the big talking points for sure. Yep. Next up, one that people were, were talking very positively about um, at Fright Fest, the screen there, uh, but I didn't catch it there. Uh, Colin Minahan's What Keeps You Alive. Right, okay. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. It's um, So you've got Jackie and Jules, a couple head to a woodland ca- uh, cabin. They're celebrating their anniversary. Right. Basically, a mysterious character is introduced, kind of skeletons from the past are dragged up, all this kind of thing. People were talking about this like it was kind of one of the big ones or kind of one of the word of mouth hits at the festival. So I'm really looking forward to having a chance to catch up with this one. I'd screen him with a short film called Sybil. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Did you hear any chat about that one? Uh, no, not really. No, this is kind of the first time really hearing about it. Okay. No, I, I've got a good feeling about that one. Very much so. Um, after that, we've got Knife and Heart. Right. Uh, Jan Gonzalez's uh, Knife and Heart, which is a French, Swiss and Mexican co-production starring Vanessa Paradis. Ah, everybody. yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, interesting aside, Vanessa Paradis was one of the first people I ever fancied uh, that I was ever truly in love with. Um, All right, okay. When I was a wee guy off the back of the Jola Taxi video. Really? Is that <laughs> yeah. a defining moment? Yeah, she had me She had me in a thrall. <laughs> <laughs> so she plays a producer in this one, a film producer, specifically working in the adult film industry. Mm. And uh, it seems like she's kind of trying to put some personal stuff behind her by working on this really ambitious project right and people are killed off uh one by one with cast members so apparently also scored by m83 right okay so i i get this sounds like something i i i'm color me curious about this one file file under curious color me curious um it's uh it's a screening with a short film called maw i'm quite looking forward to this yeah i think it sounds interesting right i would say i knew nothing about it at all hadn't heard of it until i saw it in the lineup um however what I would say is that I am, needless to say, very excited about Nightmare Cinema. Yeah, we've got another an- an- anthology coming Yay. up here. Um, some amazing names involved in this. Got uh, Alejandro Brugas, who did One of the Dead. Oh, yeah, okay. Got Joe Dante in there, who really doesn't need any introduction. Gremlins, The Burbs, Piranha, The Howling. Uh, you've got Mick Garris in there. We all know Mick Garris. We probably all listen to Mick's show. You've got Rui Kitamura in there, of course, who we have discussed fairly recently on the show. Uh, from Downrange. Yeah, yep, director of Downrange. Secret film at the festival last year. Of course, yeah, that's right, yeah. And we also have in there David Slade, who directed 30 Days a Night and uh, Hard Candy. Okay. And a bunch of other TV shows, uh, produced Hannibal and stuff like that, I think. Right-o. Um, So, pretty much, if you're talking about appealing opening lines to mm-hmm. me... Five Strangers Converge at a Deserted Movie Theatre is a very good one. Right, okay. Um, I like to send this a lot. Basically, it is basically five shorts that are kind of fears Right. Um, that these five people have to confront. Uh, the projectionist is Mickey Rourke. Cool. Uh, yeah, this I, I, this sounds mad. I, as like, long as it's better than the Theatre Bazaar. Also, I think I would ideally prefer it to be better than The Last Showing, as well, <laughs> which is the only other horror film I can recently think of that was set in an abandoned cinema. Uh, this is screening with two shorts, both of which sound pretty interesting to me. With Neckface, yeah, it's uh, an Essie Sutty from Peep Show. Yeah, Dobby from Peep Show. Um, speak, um, about a woman who wakes up on her wedding day with um a monster growing out of her neck. <laughs> uh, so that sounds pretty good. Uh, however, oh, God, so it's also screening along with Brian Lanano's uh sequel. I don't know if anyone out there has seen Gwilliam. The short. Brian did uh, BFF Girls, which is on the circuit just now. He also did previously did Crowhand. Oh, I've seen. Crowhand. Yeah. Now yeah. you saw Crowhand at an event I put on it. That's right, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um Gwilliam is a story of a lovable little uh, goblin. And <laughs> Gwilliam yeah, is back. Yeah. And Gwilliam's tips for turning tricks into treats. I am buzzing for this. I cannot wait to see it. Do you know um it's it might be four minutes long, but this is one of the films I'm most excited about over the whole thing. Yeah, I can't wait. It's... I can't I cannot wait. I love the stuff that Brian does. I think his stuff's demented. Um, so I, I really can't wait to see more of William. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think the original short is an absolute riot. Oh, it's amazing. If you haven't seen it, seek it out. Next up, we've got the UK premiere of uh, a film called The Crescent. Yeah, kickstart on the Saturday morning. So again, uh, this is one that I know very little about. Okay. Going in. If you're in some background... Uh, yeah, if you're hearing some background, the heavens have opened, and uh, yeah, we have some extremely heavy rain. Yeah, it's monsoon season in Glasgow, so bear with <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, it's um, it sounds like it's a, it's a mother and son move somewhere remote, dealing with grief. 
So this sounds like it's going to be a little bit more serious-faced than some of the other stuff <laughs> that went up. Uh, definitely, it seems like it's going to be one of those kind of head-on tacklings of like grief and isolation mm-hmm. and things like that. Looks pretty interesting to me. Uh, screening with two shorts there, Mystery Box and Hannah. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. However, next up we've got uh, one of the kind of, I would say, one of the biggest talking points in the UK festival circuit this year. Yeah, um, a film that I've missed at every fucking time. It's true, yeah, you're <laughs> finally going to get to see Isita Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah. Uh, this, um, I saw it at uh, Freight Fest Glasgow. This is a great film. I can't mm-hmm. wait for more people to see it. I'm just looking forward to this for, to this being out. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so I can talk to more people about it. It's got um, it's got a real fairy tale feel to it. Um, I don't want to... People are throwing around a Pan's Labyrinth comparison, and there's that comparison does hold some water. Right. But I think that the fantastical elements aren't quite as prominent in this, I would say. But it's kind of based around Mexican cartels. Yeah. And kind of kids that are adjacent to the Mexican cartels. Uh, This one's got a real emotional core to it. It's a really, really well put together film. It doesn't overdo it with kind of visual effects and things like that. So the kind of the fantastical elements don't intrude on the realism in a way that's kind of... Uh, that kind of pulls you out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a r- really, really great film. I'm really looking forward to, like I say, uh, being able to talk about it with more people. Curious to know what you think of it as well. Yeah, like I say, every everywhere I go, I just miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's screening with uh, the short The Day My Mother Became a Monster. Yeah, coming up quickly after that, it's uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, the uh, Monster Squad documentary, mm-hmm. directed by Andre Gibber, who was, of course, in the film. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's playing with a short called Tick and another called Sock Monster, which immediately has my attention. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. You'll love that shit. <laughs> uh, nope, that sounds good. That sounds like a good, uh, sounds like, a good like, package screen in there yeah because like that documentary is gonna go down like obviously everyone's gonna go there with a little bit of knowledge of the film and the yeah i love it i absolutely love the monster squad uh, and i know it was on at fright fest <laughs> and uh it was just on too early in the morning for me to make it yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> I, I i know i know the kind of times you were keeping to there um <laughs> Kind of an event screening after that. Really looking forward to this. Um, oh, I can't wait. So for this. two hours and fifteen minutes of uh, the Saturday we're still on here, right? Is going to be taken up with uh, Wellington Paranormal, the series. Wellington yeah. Paranormal, which appears to be being screened in its entirety, and attended by the stars Cardinal Leary and uh, Mike Minogue, yep. and uh, the writer producer Paul Yates, all going to be there. So this is the comedy series. Yeah, the spin-off from uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi's uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Which was uh, a hit at the festival, yeah, first time around, and mm-hmm. since then a hit with, I think, basically everyone. everyone. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I have um, no reason to think that this will not also be amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. It was just one of those things that didn't even occur to me that it would be on the lineup. It's a really smart, creative booking that mm-hmm. people are really going to respond to. Um, I've been looking forward to seeing this for ages. The kind of trailers and clips and stuff that are around for it look like it's really funny. That brand of humor te- generally really appeals to me. Yeah. But like I say, I just think that it's just a really, a really savvy piece of programming. Yeah. To get that and show it in yeah, its entirety. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I, and I just cannot wait for this. Um, it kind of harks back to you. Do you remember when Freyfest Glasgow, I think 2013, they showed Hellfjord? Hellfjord. Yeah, yeah, they uh, did. Um, which I thought they did that in a cool way when they kind of showed, epi- they ran episodes with films right the way through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Although I do remember with that, there was one moment where, uh, you know, if you were going to see an individual film, it was really confusing. Because I remember I had an empty seat next to me the entire weekend for that, and somebody came in to see a film. I think it was the Bay, and he came in and it was like he obviously sat down and thought the film had started, 
Right. And then when he sat down, he was watching like episode four of six. Of, of, a, like, of a mad Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, of like um, a, 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 a Scandinavian Twin Peaks style mystery comedy. <laughs> yeah. And basically, like, and I was just, you've been sitting there for like two minutes and I was like, poor guy, man, he wonder what the fuck's going on. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he was going to ask a question and I just turned around and I was like, this isn't the bait, it'll be on in a minute. <laughs> I fucking love Hellfjord. By Hellfjord's the way. amazing. Yeah, yeah um, but yeah, I think this is a re- but this is a really cool thing to be showing at the festival. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So Wellington Paranormal, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well up for that. Next up, uh, this sounds also. If you hear any other weird noises, my stomach is rumbling like fuck. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's not thunder you're hearing. Uh, it is my stomach. So if it registers, I'm, I'm extremely sorry. All manner of curious background noises going on uh, today. <laughs> Next one, interesting. I think. Yeah. So, um, four like kind of social media obsessed girls, uh, kind of get caught in the middle of a witch hunt. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna read the synopsis as it appears here mm-hmm. because apparently there's an exhaustive barrage of trigger warnings at the start of this. Right. Barrage of trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. So it's Sam Levinson's Assassination Nation. Yeah. Uh, I personally prefer the uh, the synopsis that's on IMDb for that. Which oh, is- oh, hit me. This is a thousand percent a true story about how the quiet all-American town of Salem absolutely lost its mind. That's amazing. <laughs> the longer one is that four Instagram-obsessed teenage girls are flung into a mi- the middle of a modern-day witch hunt when the town of Salem's residents are victim to a widespread data hack revealing a plethora of sensitive information to their friends and neighbours. As the town folk's anger intensifies, self-righteous public shaming gives way to a violent mob mentality and as history dictates, Salem's residents are quick to find a scapegoat. This sounds great. Yeah, great cast as well. You've got Suki Waterhouse is in there, Bill Skarsgård's in there, Joel McHale's in there, Bella Thorne. Yeah, loads of people. Joel McHale and Bella Thorne, two favourites of mine. All right. Um, but yeah, I think this is cool because obviously kind of public shame culture is very prevalent now. Mm-hmm. Um, but setting it against the backdrop of Salem is really perceptive. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, really excited for that. That sounds great. I uh, just, just took a proper look at that for the first time right now. It sounds brilliant. Um, secret film after that. Now, this has been an interesting mixed bag over the years, the secret yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, speculation is rife, always, as of it course. Would be, yeah. And my experience of attending celluloid screams in the past it is never what you think it will be. No, so last year we had Downrange. Yep. Uh, which went down very well, mm-hmm. uh, as you can imagine, in the midnight slot. It was, it was great. Year before that, and um, which was the first year I went, it was the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which was a huge take and yep. a really good film. Before that, I believe it was Mickey Keaton's Darling, Darling. which yeah, was um, pretty polarizing. I personally love it. Yeah, pretty polarizing. And uh, twenty fifteen, I think, was uh, Asmodexia, okay. if I remember correctly. So right. again, it's a real, it's a real mixed bag of things there. But there's no point speculating because I can almost guarantee you that Rob and the team, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Yeah, it's there's good. already people whispering the S word. Um, yeah. Is it the remake of a beloved 1977 film? Could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, speculate to your heart's content, but you're not actually going to know for sure until the night. Exactly. And I think that, yeah, and you're right. I think that they do have a tendency to pull things that are, one, not what you'd expect it to be, but two, really interesting choices in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. Out of the bag. So yeah, I'll just I'll go into that as I always do, just looking forward, kind of hoping for a surprise, hope for something cool. After this, we have another one that people have been talking about from Fright Fest, yeah, Life Changer. Justin McConnell's Life Changer, yep. And just before we go any further, just for clarity, by the way, I just want to say, seeing as we've done it with all the others, Assassination Nation is running with a short called The Invaders. Oh, right, okay. Just want to get that on the scoreboard. But yeah, Life Changer, it sounds interesting, uh, about a guy who's got an identity problem. He needs to kind of shapeshift, kill people every few days. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it looks like just it looks like that is handled in a fairly gritty way. Yeah, what yeah. I can deduce. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. Like I say, uh, but according to this, it said it follows one shapeshifter's twisted quest to repair the damage he's caused while leaving a trail of bodies in his wake. Sounds like this the kind of like tortured anti-hero thing, which I kind of tend to respond to. Things like he never died. Right, yeah. Stuff like <laughs> that. Um, but again, I'm speculating. But people were pretty up on this one um, from Fright Fest. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Speaking of things that people were up on from Fright Fest, next up, screening with a short called Hang Up. We have a film that I'm going to leave to you to talk about. Yeah, uh, just before I talk about this one, I just want to talk about the short, Hang Up. Um, it's from Fatal Pictures. I've been lucky enough to have shorts play with some, alongside some of their stuff in the past. Okay. Their stuff's fucking really strong all the time. All of them star Robert Nolan, um, but the very first one they did was Worm. Okay. Um, and then they followed that up with Familiar. Right. Um, and then they followed that up with one, I think, which maybe played last year, the year before, called Air. Right. Uh, starring Robert Nolan again and Bill O'Bears Jr., yeah, this is a new one from these guys. Really excited to see this. And it's opening for Matt Holness's Possum. Yeah, now you talked about this in some detail. On the last bonus <laughs> On the last bonus yeah. yeah, coincidentally. Uh, yeah, uh, great film, super dark. Definitely worth a watch, absolutely. Holy shit, that rain. That is, yeah, that's ramping up. Yeah, that is ramping up for sure. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of films that we enthused about in the bonus episode, straight after that, um, screening with the short film Deep Clean, we have got uh, Summer of 84 from RKSS Films, the team that brought you uh, Turbo, Turbo Kid. Kid. Uh, Francois Simard, Anik Wassel, and Young Carl Wassel's uh, Summer of 84. I'm not going to dig too much back into this one, apart from the fact that if you're heading to the festival, definitely make sure you see it. I think yeah. it's great. Plays yeah. out a little bit like a little bit like Stand By Me, a little bit like Rear Window. Really, really cool score from Lamatos. Check it out. It's great. Yeah, major t- Fright Fest top 10. It did. I believe it was uh, somewhere in the region of like seven or so. Uh, next up, another one people were talking about from Fright Fest, although possibly slightly less enthusiastically in the round, Puppet yeah. Master Little Strike. Yeah, one I was really excited about coming off the announcement, original announcement that S. Craig Zahler, who had written Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99, that he had written this particular film. I was all in on it right away. It's a franchise I love. Okay. It's a franchise that I've stuck with for some reason, despite some of them being god-awful. <laughs> I really want to like this one. Some of the stuff I've heard from other festivals has tempered my excitement a little bit, okay. but I'm still going to go into it with an open mind and a knowledge, a firm and true knowledge that at least I'm going to see some disgusting stuff because it's pretty pretty grisly from all accounts. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's always that. <laughs> if nothing else, I'll take. I can maybe take that away from it. Yeah, I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, I I don't have the investment in this that some people do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah but uh, I'll, I'll see it out of curiosity for sure uh, yeah and uh, Puppet Master's playing with the short Riley was here okay cool just a couple left to go here and uh, next up we do have uh, screening with the shorts Milk and Special Day we've got Daniel Goldhaber's Cam yeah hearing good things about this oh yeah okay this is a fingers crossed scenario here yeah I mean uh, this sounds pretty interesting so yeah like so what you've got here you've kind of got a webcam performer mm-hmm. who gets locked out of her own channel right yeah. according to the synopsis here um, with a doppelganger who's kind of <laughs> sullying her reputation and other such things and uh, she kind of goes to investigate this so it's being described here as a candy coloured cyber thriller yeah, yeah. Played at Fantasia, I believe. I think it okay. had its premiere at Fantasia. Right. Um, it's got an appearance from Samantha Robinson, who was in The Love Witch. Oh, The Love Witch. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I heard some good stuff about it coming out of Fantasia, so I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, it's a good take, I think. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty interested. However, I'm especially interested, I think, the closing gala film this year. <laughs> 
Now, this is directed by Viviano Caldinelli, yeah. who directed the short Portal to Hell. Yeah, with uh, the late, great Roddy Piper. Yes. I have I've seen Portal to Hell, obviously. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Portal to Hell is an absolute riot. I saw Portal to Hell at Celluloid Screams. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, I it was Freight First Glasgow for me. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic short, I think. Yeah. I really, really love it. And I've been curious to know what he's going to be doing next for some time. As it turns well, I out... I think the plan originally had been to do a full-length version of Portal to Hell. I, I, I remember think, that was in the works, I yeah. I think the passing of Roddy Piper might have slowed that down a little yeah. bit, because I know that certainly the, the desire was to make it with Roddy. Aye, I can understand that being yeah. uh, the kind of thing that would maybe just kind of mm-hmm. knock the wind out of the sails on that project. But as it turns out, next up we do have from him seven stages to achieve eternal bliss by passing through the gateway chosen by the Holy Storch. <sighs> Mouthful. Yes. Now, I am stoked for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really excited for this. So what you have here is a couple played by Sam Huntington and Kate McCucci from uh, Garfunkel Notes. Mm-hmm. And they move into a house, super cheap. They've got a sweet deal on the house. As it turns out, the reason that the house is cheap is because the leader of a cult has committed suicide in the bathtub and members <laughs> of the cult keep breaking in to do the same thing. Yep, and uh, cult leader in this case, uh, played again by Taika Waititi, uh, uh, who's di- just fucking amazing. Yep, uh, director of What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds bizarre and a lot of fun, and I really like a lot of the people involved. Mm-hmm. They've all had their names on things that I've enjoyed in the past. I, it's again, it's just something I hadn't. Heard. I think I've been trying to keep an eye on what Viviano Caldinelli had been doing. However, I didn't know this was in the works. Totally blindsided by it as a closing film selection. 100% confident in the choice. Oh, yeah. I, yep, I'm yeah, i pretty sure this is going to be a, 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 a great success. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you say, uh, with the obvious exception of uh, kind of Halloween, Halloween, which kind of being the kind of the preview and kind of the biggest horror release of the year. <laughs> right, okay. Saying nothing of that, what would you say is top of your list in terms of uh, anticipation for this festival. Well, I'll give him a top three. How about that? Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the things I'm most excited about taking Halloween out of the equation are most certainly Mandy. Yeah, definitely. Wellington Paranormal. And I'm just going to call it Seven Stages. That's fine. Rather than um, go down the road that you went down. Okay. No, that's fine. I'm asthmatic. I can't promise. That I'll <laughs> even make it to the end of that in one breath. Uh, my three I'm going to say again taking Halloween out of the equation I'm going to say that my three are Possum okay Nightmare Cinema and Seven Stages wow okay but genuinely having looked at this I've also uh, got uh, Assassination Nation just edging in on my fourth same. by the way so I'm, yep. I'm very curious about that yeah. but um, with the possible exception of Puppet Master which again I'm not I'm, like, I've got no particular investment in the franchise so I'm not like excited for that as such I don't think there's a weak link in the chain here Really? I think it's, I mean, like we say, the, the lineup seems to go from strength to strength every single year. I think this is one of the strongest lineups I've seen at Celluloid Screams. Yeah, or at kind of any festival that I've yeah, been to. It's super, super interesting. Um, some stuff, and some, like we said, some massive gets there. I think that uh, Rob Nevitt, the Celluloid Screams director, and Polly and Sarah and stuff like that, they've put together a lineup here that is sensational, I think. Um, and don't forget, by the way, if this sounds appealing and you want to get yourself along to it you're going to want to ask act fast i don't sleep on it at the time of recording there were 20 weekend passes left well we say at the time of recording there was 20 weekend passes left 
Um, that was actually a figure that was announced last night. Okay. At, um, from the time of recording, so that may very well be less than that now. Yeah, but this this um, this festival is a, this is a great festival, not just because of the selections. The entire atmosphere is great. Yep, everyone's super lovely. Yeah, I love the vibe in the room. Mm-hmm. So loads of good reasons to get yourself along there. But if you do want to be there for the whole weekend, act fast. I would act fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could be very well the case that at the time of release of this, it may very well be sold out that for of weekend passes. Yeah. But there you go. That is um a quickish overview of the films of Silent Screams this year. Um, we'll both be there for the entirety. Yep. Uh, so again, if you're coming, spot us. Come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to get in touch, talk about this again because it's a bonus. So we probably won't have uh, huge feedback sections about this, but more than happy to engage with people oh, that definitely. want to talk about the films on definitely. social media, things like that. Uh, get in touch Facebook and Instagram, Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC or email Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com. Yeah, and of course, as always, you can listen to us in a myriad of places. But uh, in particular, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. So we'll be back this Friday. We will indeed. AMBST, yeah. joined by the man himself, Graham Humphreys, talking about 1985's Night Train to Terror. Yep, can't wait. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.